What's up, sluts? It's your girl Spice, aka Slut Who Won't Fuck You. And it's another episode of Sugaring with Spice. This is episode eight, Work Wives. So I called this episode Work Wives because I wanted to recap yesterday's episode or the day before yesterday, whatever. Last episode, episode seven, be fucking for real. Um, I wasn't very like precise and descriptive on who this person was in my life. Um, the girl that I was close to in the club who I felt like had all this animosity and, you know, led this battle of, um, getting rid of me basically. And no, I don't put all of it on her. She doesn't have that much power, but I just think it's hilarious how it all unfolded. So I'm going to tell the truth. And I have nothing written down. I have no notes on this. I'm just going to tell the story of my relationship with this girl and how it affected me and how it affected uh, the outcome of me leaving the club. So she literally was my work wife. We called each other that. We shared a lot of customers. We introduced each other to a lot of customers. We've done hours in the VIP together. Like we've done, I think just one or two out calls together. I don't really know. Not too many, mostly in the club, but like I've fucking, I've eaten this girl's pussy. Like legit. I have done this. I ate her pussy so we could secure a fucking bag. Like I was on my period, so she had to fuck. And I mean, my this client had like fucked me on my period too. So it doesn't really matter. But like, I was just trying to give him the best that day. So turning him on, doing him stuff, doing stuff to her. She got down with him. We had a good time. Um, that was just one instance of us with that client, I guess, or one moment of us with that client. Because the story starts where before that. I'm just saying, that's how close we are. I fucking ate that bitch's pussy. And we fucking made a bag. A bag. Okay. So, when I first started at the club, her and I weren't close. And we worked together for years. And, we you know, we just kept our distance. And I uh, didn't look up to her. admire her. I just, you know, respected her hustle. She worked there for a long time. And, uh... I don't know. She's pretty. She's a good hustler. She made money. She's, she was a boss. You know, she was up there. She worked there forever. Had a good clientele. And so, um, when I went back to the club in April of 2021, um, we were kindled when it had been a long time. I had seen so many people that I hadn't seen in years once I went back and, when I went back, I killed it. Like literally I worked hard for it. I manifested it. I walked in there with an abundant mindset every night and I secured the bag. So every time I needed to bring another girl in VIP, I would bring her like every time because we worked well together. Like if we had to do any girl on girl stuff, I was comfortable with her. Um, I didn't like her style uh, per se, but I mean, as long as, you know, I can kind of lead it, then I'll always be all right. Um, 
And she was kind of always more submissive when we were doing stuff like that. Like she would follow my lead. Um, so yeah, um, one night we were in the club and this was the night that I met my first biggest spender ever, ever. And I still talk and see him to this day. He's a longtime friend now. It's been two years, I think, or a year and a half. I don't know how long I met. I've talked to him. It's been a while. I think it's been two years. Um, anyway, this is my, I wouldn't say my biggest spender. I don't know. They all fucking end up spending a lot of fucking money. But anyways, he was the first time that I ever um, made my first 10k stack. That's why he's so amazing to me. It was like such a stepping stone and a turning event in my life. And it's when I was like, okay, I'm only going to start making this kind of money. I'm only going to continue to make this kind of money. So once I met him and he handed me that 10k stack, I was like, okay, this is, this is what it's all about. All right, let's go. Let's go. Like I've made racks before, but never had someone hand me a 10k stack all in hundreds just like fresh wrapped from the bank i was like oh thank you thank you thank y'all um so the night i met him uh, my work wife she was working that night too and everyone was like oh my god so and so is at the club so obviously all the girls are rushing out to go talk to him because he's a big name and she was ready like two minutes before me so she walked out which was fine and uh, as soon as I got on the floor, she was already sitting with him in a booth. And I was like, oh, okay, good, good. She's going to get that because she's a good persuader. I don't know. She fucking knows what she's doing. She's going to be able to get him in the back. So I um, purposely sit myself in his line of vision because obviously I'm still going to make myself available. So they're talking in the booth and I'm facing them and I'm not staring them down. I'm not rolling my eyes, giving eye candy. I'm not playing like swinging my leg around. I'm literally just like on my phone, have a doubt, watching the girls on stage. I'm acting like I'm uh, not paying attention to them, but I'm a little low key paying attention to them and also making it look like I'm not just on my phone because I don't think customers like that. So, you know, I pick up my phone, check the time, yada, yada, yada. Eventually she walks over to me and she goes, so-and-so wants you to go sit with him. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. And she goes, he just gave me like a thousand dollars. I think she said 900. I think he gave me like $900 just for sitting with him. Um, so go. And I was like, okay. So she hands me over to him. Basically she walks me over there. I sit with him and he's like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey, and he was just like, how are you? And I was like, good. I knew exactly who he was. I treated him just like a normal person. I never act thirsty. And if anything, I was just a little bit more dismissive, but we had a pretty much intellectual conversation. And he asked me, you know, how I survived the pandemic. And you know, is this place popping? Because it was kind of dead that night. And so I let him know what was going on. And um, he was like, Okay, so how did you survive the pandemic? Like, you know, what'd you do? All the strip clubs were closed. And you know, we just reopened is what I told him. And I told him that, you know, I'd just come back to work. This is my first, you know, couple months back at work. And I was like, well, you know, I, I outsourced and I just was out there doing what I had to do. And he was like, oh, he was like, so you have sugar daddies. And I was like, yeah. And 
he was like, well, I could be your best sugar daddy or something like that. He said, well, I could be your greatest sugar daddy or like I could be the best sugar daddy. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause I don't believe high profile, like celebrity people, you know, I'm just like, okay. Like money doesn't impress me. Giving me money impresses me. So, you know, I was just there because most people who come in who are like that don't spend a lot of money, you know? So when he asked to sit with me, I was just, you know, entertaining the conversation, being polite. And, you know, I was happy to talk with him. Like he's a huge fucking name. So I was like, oh my God, I get to have a conversation with this man. So I was legit just having a conversation with him. And then he's like, well, I can be your greatest sugar daddy. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I pay 10 K. And I was like, he's like per meet. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, would it be okay if I got your number? And I was like, absolutely. I was like, I'll give you my work phone. So gave him my work phone and I told him that it was my work phone. So I let him know, like, you know, I'm serious. I have a separate life and I keep this this way. And he's like, well, he's like, we're probably not going to stick around for long. And the whole time we were sitting together, he kept handing me hundreds, like slowly after the other. And it ended up being like a thousand dollars or like eleven hundred dollars, something like that. And I was like, cool. And I did not believe him when he was like, I'll text you when I get home. So like he said, they didn't stick around long. And I was like, all right, that's the last time I'm ever going to hear from him. I got a text from him like while I was at the club that night still. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, really? That's kind of cool. You know what I mean? And like, he's older. So I was just like, um, interesting. And I know about him, but I don't know enough about him. I don't. I know his personality, but it's different. You know, they're pe- they're actual people. So no matter what you see about them on, you know, TV or wherever, like it's just it's way different when you're actually interacting with the person. Or I like to think that it is because I would want to be treated that way, and I think that's why he likes me. I just you know was trying to get to know the guy for a guy at a strip club. So he ends up texting me, and I ended up you know, seeing him in his home for the first time, like, I think less than two weeks after that. And it was what he said, you know, we, we smoked, we drank, we hooked up, uh, did my job and he handed me an envelope with, you know, a 10 K stack in it. And I was just like, Oh my God, you know, I was like, thank you so much. And he was just like, I told you that's what it would be. And I was like, He's like, did you not believe me? And I was like, no, it's not that I didn't believe you. I just, I don't believe anybody in this industry. I was like, and I always get the money up front. So who knew what this was going to be? And he was like, well, don't worry about it. I got you. Continued to see him many, many, many times uh, up until the point where he wanted to get another girl involved. So I said, what about so-and-so, the girl you met at the club the night before me? I was like, what did you think of her? And he was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I really did like her. I really did. He's like, she was cool. Um, a little bit crass, but um, she told me she had a boyfriend. And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, okay. And this is not the first time that I have heard this from someone who had an interaction with her in the club. And why some guys don't go running back because there's no fantasy, you know? But... Who am I to say? But that's just my opinion. And so he goes, yeah, she told me she had a boyfriend. And I was like, oh, to me, in my opinion, it's not just a normal guy in the club. You're telling you have a boyfriend. You're telling like someone who needs the ultimate discretion and 
a lot of relationships with dancers and stuff are toxic and a lot of you know boyfriends are jealous um insecure or they blow up your phone they want to know where you are you know yada 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 so he was basically like i don't need that and that's what he ended up telling me telling me that's what my head assumed and then i was just like oh i was like i get that i was just like well it's like i'm single unattached no kids no drama and he was like yeah it's like it's exactly what someone is looking for and he's like she got a lie he's like but she didn't and i was like yeah true true he's like but i don't need someone's boyfriend um finding out about me or causing any drama into my life and i was like okay i get it so that is why he did not continue talking to her that night now regardless he let me bring her over to his home he put us on a private jet we went to uh, a show with him and she was very what's the word um not present she was like not present not engaging like you know the conversation felt everything she said just sounded very like scripted and he's used to me being like crazy and fun and just like in the moment and whenever i'm with him like i don't look at my phone i don't touch my phone it's on do not disturb my turn my location off like i don't look at it until it's time to leave like my time that he's paying for is like his time so she kept kind of like sneaking off to the bathroom checking her phone or i remember she asked me like three times when we got back because we took a jet somewhere and we came back to la the same day wasn't far and um when we got back you know she was just like what time do you think we're gonna leave and i was like i don't know like the latest i've stayed here is still like 4 a.m 5 a.m i was like so who knows i was like but it could go longer i was like hopefully it does who knows but it was just things like that like when are we leaving she kept having to check her phone wasn't present and i was like you like what are you doing this is not the time to act like that right now like this is someone who has like given me so much and like i had been seeing him for like you know probably a couple months before that and he's paid me very well he's always been so nice to me this man has cooked for me every time i went to his house so yeah i wanted someone to respect his time just as how i had respected his time and it was fine um until it wasn't because he didn't tell me i i mean i was irritated throughout the night but i didn't know that he was he was definitely not showing it but when i went to his house the next time he was like yeah don't bring her back and i was like okay i was like i was feeling the same way i was like but i didn't want to like say anything because i didn't want it to make it seem like i was like sabotaging her to him in any way or because um, that wasn't the case but we both felt that energy from her and then the relationship between him and i just continued so he paid us that night he paid us 15k i was hoping for 20 but it's fine um but 10 was supposed to be for me five was supposed to be for her which he told me the next time when i went back and when we got in the car i busted open the money i literally split it into 7500 each and i gave her half mostly because like i said i was on my period and he's fucked me on my period many times so it doesn't it's not like it really mattered but like technically she did more work than me even though i was the plug whatever um but like i went down on her sucked his dick um i don't know i might have not sucked his dick because sometimes he's weird about that but anyway we got down and i gave her her fair share which to me was fucking half and then later like she has the nerve to just kind of 
talk shit about that scenario and explain it differently to somebody else and never to my face. And that's fine, whatever, that's stripper bullshit. That's happens, you know, between girlfriends all the time, even outside of sex work communities. You know, this is just the way like friends can be. But I was irritated when someone told me this because then when all this drama surrounding my main customer right now, who she introduced me to, um, and we just hit it off. Like she brought me into a VIP with him. He and I, um, yeah, we got down and then he asked her to leave the room because he wanted just some privacy with me. And he basically never brought her back in. And I don't mean just that night, I mean ever. (laughs) So, and I never asked him to do that. I didn't say, no, 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 like let it just be us. Like I never had to finesse or baby talk him or sabotage any time, like never. Um, and that was that we exchanged information. He took my number, blah, 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 blah. Keep in mind. I, like I said, was working six days a week. She has worked there for, you know, like 10 years, but she wasn't working six days a week. So I always said, what was the key to my success was the consistency was that I showed up every day with a good fucking attitude. And like, if you only show up at your club when you feel like it's going to be a good money night, like you can't count on the club to be busy every day. And I knew that. So I went every day. So I got every busy day and every slow day. And I wasn't, I was just not giving up. I was on that level. And she was probably there half of the amount of time I was there. So people who had danced with her before, we had similar body types. Um, I Not really similar stage, but um, I would just say just similar body types. So long, slender, skinny, tight ass, small natural tits. We have the same type of clientele. So whenever she wasn't there, a lot of people would come to me and then they would come back to me. They wouldn't go back to her. And a lot of them always said the same thing. They would say, um, she's hot and cold, or she sends me, you know, these types of text messages. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. You know what I mean? And, um, the guy that she introduced me to, who's like my main client now, um, I sat her down with and asked her face to face, like, you know, you can tell me how you feel. Like we were sitting in the back of the club. I was like, let's talk because I've been like hearing things. And she was like, no, 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 no. This was when I was still, you know, kind of working at the club before I'm like did a fast hiatus or whatever you want to call it. Um, I was still present there. I was still part of the family there at this time. And I sat her down. I was just like, yo, this is what I've been hearing. And she was like, no, like, I'm so happy for you both. Like, I'm glad you guys have each other. And like, uh, I was just like, okay, you know, that's not what I'm hearing, but okay. And I was just like, you know, you can tell me like to my face, like as a friend, like you hurt my feelings or like you got me fucked up. And like, she could have said anything she wanted to my face at that time. And she chose to say, no, I'm happy for you guys. Like whatever the fuck that means. And Everyone can translate that as, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm mad, but I'm not going to say it. So pissed off that when I sat her down to her face, she, you know, just didn't say anything, didn't own up to how she really felt about it because behind my back, she told multiple girls, I've been, you know, seeing him for 10 years and I've kept him at this club for 10 years and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, then I introduced him to Spice and, you know, he never comes back. He doesn't text me anymore and like all this stuff and, 
I'm sorry. If you got the spice experience, you wouldn't need to hit anyone else up either. So that just is what it is. And I'm good at what I do because I like what I do. Ultimately, like I like being provocative. I like being slutty. I like being like degraded in the bedroom to like a certain degree, you know, consensually. I like doing the girlfriend experience. I like all the different things on the menu that like I offer and the guys know what they're getting when they book me. And that is like a guarantee. And I'm sorry, they want the guarantee. So I was very irritated when she was going to management and talking to girls about basically, you know, saying other things that, you know, other people in my life um, that were bad have said about me that just like all my relationships are, um, you know, financially based and I'm like selfish and all this stuff. And I'm just like, there is no fucking way. Like everyone who knows me knows I'm the most generous fucking person ever too generous to a degree. And I always have been, I brought her into way more VIPs than she's ever brought me. I've made her way more money than she's ever made me. So I'm just like appalled and shocked. And again, whatever. And like, I was trying to resolve the issues between us before I even like technically um, quit or got fired or whatever, had this conversation with my manager. I planned this trip for her and another girl who was my friend at the club to go to Joshua Tree because both of them had actually just told me like, you know, you're absent, you know, ever since, you know, you left the club. And this was before like I got fired or whatever. But since I stopped going consistently, like you don't really talk to us anymore. And I was like, you know, you're right. I don't. It's hard for me to juggle a lot of things. And um, I go and I'm very secluded when I'm at home. Like, yeah, you can catch me on Instagram. That's about it. <laughs> it's very hard to get me to go somewhere. It's very hard to get me to not do the things that I want to do. I'm very selfish when it comes to my life. And I wish that other people were just as selfish when it came to theirs, because then they would be in a better position. And that's all I have to say about that. But I planned this Joshua Tree trip for the three of us. And I thought it was, for me, it was a genuine, like, trip it was a genuine thing i wanted to do for the three of us because they have been my girlfriends at the club for so long and i wanted to like rehash out this issue with her with her and the client that she introduced me to because i know deep down it's always bothered her so i was like if we can't resolve this shit in the beautiful desert and like talk heart to heart and friend to friend then like then we're not friends and like this trip will just prove that and it can go good and it can go bad but i'm ready for that i just want to get down to the bottom of it the other friend that we invited um something happened and then we postponed the trip. So when we postponed the trip, keep in mind, I paid for everything. I rented the car, like it was my treat. The second time around, I can't remember what happened. I think she said like it wasn't a good time for her or maybe I said, honestly, I would have to look at the text about who canceled the second time. But I was just like, yeah, whatever. We're not going. Oh, plans didn't fall through. And that's what always happens with friends. So I didn't beat myself up about it. Like all of us let it, not happen so i'm not gonna be the one to blame for this when i genuinely tried and like we were just talking about the movies you know what we're gonna do there and keep in mind this was an airbnb that i have been to before that like i personally love i wanted to share it with them like there is so much nature and wildlife like on this property specifically and i've stayed there like four times it was very special to me to bring them there 
and you know she didn't appreciate it and thought I was just a fake ass bitch still so my efforts were literally just to like make me jump through hoops I feel like and that's just shady so pissed about that because why make me try when at the end of the day you really don't like me like legit that's what was being said about me behind closed doors that you really think that I'm this type of person and really you're the one who takes it out on other people like when she's making money in the club and her life is good then she's nice to everybody but when her shit is a mess and when life is chaotic then it's your fault or she's just not a happy person to be around unless her life is flourishing basically and all of this information that like i'm saying that i heard from you know all these different sources um i didn't know until until it was after i said i wasn't going back it was after my birthday I know it was after my birthday because even after they told me I couldn't work and that they need to talk to management and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, just fuck this. I'm taking my locker and I'm not coming back. I went back to my home club even after I went back as a customer with my friend and client who I was saying in the first episode spends like 25K every time he comes in. And that's the reason why I wanted to work that night because he hit me up and he wanted to come in. And then they were like, nope, you can't work here. So I brought him back in October. I literally have the picture right here and the receipt of his transaction. $24,840 on three girls. So-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. And so. <laughs> My three girls. I went as a customer. My name is not on this piece of paper. And I literally took a picture of it that night just to prove that like my customer hit me up and he, his brother had passed away and he was like, I really want to go to the club. And I told him like, look, I don't work there anymore, but I'm down to go with you as your friend. And like my friends work there. So let's go. We'll have a good time. Like I don't need to be paid for the VIP room. It's like you can pay the girls for that, you know? So I fucking came as a customer, like with my client and I got paid like, you know, my normal just fee just for, you know, going out with him for the night. And they ran up his card for $24,000, almost $25,000. Like we always do. And like, she was one of those girls in the room. There was three girls, her and two of my other good friends. And I was in the VIP room. Like I was just, you know, hanging out with them, just not having to do, not having to be the stripper for one. So it was very odd. Like they were like, this is so weird going to the VIP with you. And like, you're not working. I'm like, I know. I was like, should they like, do we have to dance for you? And I was like, technically. <laughs> so like I was getting dances with him. Like it was fun. We had a good fucking night. And um, she was like, thanks so much. Like, you know, all this stuff. Like, I did not have to do that. Like, I could have been like, okay, no, you know, I don't really work there. So I don't want to go there anymore. But like, we can go out. And like, he would have been like, okay. Or like, I'll come over. He would have been like, okay. Or it could have been like, you can go by yourself. Like, you know, they'll take care of you. I'll tell them you're coming by. Could have done that. Would have been fine either way. But he was going through something very dark. So I went with him and he appreciated that. And we were at the club till eight in the fucking morning. And like, yeah, the club takes a big chunk of that regardless, but 
you weren't making any money that night without me. <laughs> and it's like, when have you ever done that for someone? Never. Like I uh, get so annoyed with how like generous and just stupid I can be, but it's, it's whatever. That client is always going to be a good client to me, especially because I fulfilled that for him. So it always comes back to me because I always do the right fucking thing. Like there was nothing shady about my intentions with any of my clients because that's not how I keep them. Like it's just so dumb for her to think that the way I go about my business is to be shady or malicious. Like, no, that doesn't work for me. Um, I don't act that way. And that's the way you act. And it's not working for you because all your customers who come to me say the same thing about you. So it's very fucking annoying. Like, and then after I found out all this information after this night, so like I brought him in, they made money off of him. I just partied with them. I got my normal fee. And then I go to, to lunch with one of my homegirls who wasn't working that night. She was going through something terrible too. Sorry, boo. Um, and she gave me the download and I was just like, oh my God, but I have, you know, heard things from not just her and I'm not gonna, you know, ever tell anyone who said what, because these are things that I can physically uh, hear her saying, because I've heard her, you know, talk this way about other people and be this way about other people. But you no, know, she thought she could try me. She thought, but you can't. So I was pissed, like so pissed. And I was like, do I, I really wanted to like call her and like have a fucking sit down and just be like, look, what the fuck? Like you need to tell me what the fuck is up. Cause this is bullshit. Like, no, <laughs> like we're friends. Really? We're fucking friends. Like I just brought you 25 K to the fucking club. I've tried to plug you with my highest clientele. You blew it your fucking self you've burned all your own bridges and now you're over here like dragging me like i'm not the one i'm not the one so i was really pissed but i let it go and i was just like whatever i vented about it and let it go and yeah you know i just don't like that i'm being blamed <laughs> for her attitude like when i say that her customer that she introduced me to didn't ever bring her in a room again. Like I mean that, and that was not me. And I remember there was a night specifically where she and I were both there. Uh, he came in, he sat with both of us. He took me back and we were back there for a couple hours. And then I asked him like, do you want to bring her back? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, you know, like um, whatever you say. And then I was just like texting her and I was just like, Hey, sorry, like, don't leave. Like, you know, I'll try to get him to bring you back here. And she was like, okay. And she waited around for a while because I didn't know why, you know, he didn't want to bring her back there, but you know, we were having fun by ourselves, but I didn't think he was that into me at that point, you know? Um, but I realized he was and yeah, you know, he just always came back and only ever danced with me. And now we go back there together and just throw fucking money. And it's just like, yeah, look, you didn't want me here because I was in your way. I was taking your customers. I was a bitch. I'm greedy. I'm all this bad energy. Well, now I'm back and now I'm just back here flexing and throwing money with someone who used to come here doesn't come here anymore 
and you just look stupid. Like, it's just so dumb. Like she went on stage and I didn't give her a dollar because I haven't spoken to her since any of this. And like, to me, there's like nothing to say. Like you want to be fake, I'll be fake too. Because I was never to you, like never to you. Like you spent my birthday together. She got me a birthday present, which I thought was so sweet and thoughtful. And she was upset that I missed her 30th. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that was my bad. But we weren't talking at that time, like at all. There was no communication at all at that time. And I did not remember when her birthday was. I know she's a Gemini, but do I know the exact date? No. And I wasn't at the club. She wasn't on social media or texting me. And like, she, we both were not in each other's perspective, point of view, or thoughts, obviously. But yeah, she was my girl. She's not my girl no more. And, you know, I wish her the best. I wish she didn't have such a poor attitude. And I, you know, you know, maybe one day we'll talk and, you know, she'll actually tell me how she finally fucking feels one day. But until that day, I don't know how to leave that situation. And I don't ever think that I'll ever like work with, I wouldn't say like, a partner again but like yeah i won't really work with a partner ever again in any future clubs like nope i'm not doing multiple girls in the vip ever like it used to be fun when yeah you can switch out and like oh i'm gonna go disappear for like 10 minutes and go hide in the bathroom and you do this i'll be back you know like yeah um no I'm not doing that anymore i don't want anyone in my workspace because i don't need anyone forming any other false narratives about me because that's just ridiculous and I have been nothing but always good to everybody and apparently that's called being greedy what would you feel you know like what would you do in this situation I don't even I don't even know if I care to ever like speak to her again um I probably will because I'll probably go to the club and see her again and there'll probably be some words said but I just ignored her the last time I saw her because I was just trying to have a good time with my client and we had a fantastic fucking night but yeah like she used to fucking give me a ride home and you know we I would always smoke her out at work we've smoked hella fucking joints together hella weed we've done hella bumps together and I just think like there are no real friends in this industry and like I always say that and people think I'm crazy but I think you can have real friends in this industry you just can't like work with them like you can work at the same club but you can't work too closely together because someone's always a low-key hater <laughs> it ain't me because I'm always doing good you know like it makes me irritated that everyone thinks I need to be shady to have what I have when I've literally created everything I've had by being the exact opposite. And she used to like praise me for like my transformation and say I deserved everything I ever have. And it's just like, okay, all right, okay. Sometimes it's right in front of your eyes, which you don't want to see. And I think like I've always just tried to like have not friendships at the club because I'm always like, you know, kind of bitchy and like I'm there for everybody at the club. Like everyone else, I'll give you advice about anything. I'll tell you the truth about anything. 
I'll go off on you if you're being fucking stupid. I'll tell you that song sounded dumb. I'll tell you like my honest fucking opinion about everything. And that's why I am a real one and I am a real friend. And I think that people can't handle the intensity. So I don't know if work wives were ever real. Do you have one? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you hate working alone? Because I liked working with her, but I do, I will always say I love working alone. Like even when I was a bartender, I used to send home the backup bars people. I would send them home as soon as I could. I'd be like, well, I'm all right, I'm gonna go on break, take my lunch, because you can go home as soon as I come back. Like I am very hyper independent and I don't really express that well, I guess. It just like is what it is, and I expect people to just understand it. So just understand that I'm hyper independent and i'm always gonna put me first and i think you should do the same thing so just kind of wanted to rehash that because i didn't really feel like i explained the relationship very well and the relationship with the club because it was a long time that i spent there and i think it ended so randomly and abruptly and like these are the scenarios that were going on around my exit and I'm still going to go back. I'm still going to go see my girls. I'm still going to fucking show up with hella money. I have been back there. I remember one time with my girlfriend Collins, uh, rest in peace, baby girl, and my nail tech Kristen. And this was also, again, before I fucking ever was fired or needed that conversation to happen. I went in there and I went to pick up money. Like I had like 5K to pick up. I threw all of it. Like I literally threw, I think I went home with like 500 fucking bucks. And like, that was just money that I had there that I didn't even know existed. And I was just like, what goes around comes around. And like, it was a slow ass fucking night and all my girls were bored. So I was just like, fuck it. And so I made it fucking rain. I threw so much of my own money that was there for me to pick up in my own tips. And it's just it trips me out you know what i mean because my manager had nothing bad to say to me that night and they all know my true character and they're choosing to define me and punish me for something that just isn't even punishable it's just dumb so i don't play with stupid people so that's where i leave that situation so Hope you guys enjoyed hearing about the rest of the drama. Episode three, I will tell you guys all about my ex. Uh, yeah, I just needed to wrap this up because I felt like it was just like there was there were some loose ends. So any other questions you guys know to send it to the email, DM me. Episode three will be out in a few days. I'm going to keep this thing rolling as many as I can get out as fast as I can. I appreciate you guys so fucking much. As always, stay safe out there and protect yourself, okay? Protect yourself. Don't let these motherfuckers bring you down, okay? Love you guys. May your bag be blessed. Stay tuned for our next episode.